I have been on enough photo shoots, movie sets, you name it, enough to know that nothing is by accident. Most notably is probably when I posed myself in a feature that I pitched, which most of you know about, wink, wink, and my perfectly positioned cancel me baby mug is well aware of, duh, in Playboy, okay? And when I showed up to set that day, you know, a wide-eyed LA, Hollywood, California entertainment journalist, barely slept the night before, I was able to still take in the fact that every single detail of that shoot was so specific and detailed and curated and on purpose, whether it be the wardrobe, right? There was five other girls and me, and they had different wardrobe picks for each of us and different bras and the tights and the whole thing, right? And more notably, the props, because it was featuring fellow journalists. And I loved what they, they had papers, pens, they had a little old school telephone. They even had because we in one of the uh, setups were in an, you know, a very vintage office setting. And they had this like really pretty porcelain bunny to give ode and a little nod to the Playboy bunny itself, right? So all of these little details that go into a shoot for a huge commercial mainstream brand. Nothing people is on accident. And we know these days more than ever how uptight stick up their butt psychotic street jacket brands are about upholding and curating a perfect reputation, right? Or the reputation that they want, which is why when this whole Balenciaga shit show hit the fan, nobody, whether in the entertainment business or not, should be surprised or wondering uh, did Balenciaga know about this? Of course they knew. People pull your heads far out, very far out of your asshole, like literally out of the asshole that is the North Pole, okay? They obviously knew what was going on here. But I feel that that is almost the wrong focus. Okay, so let's backtrack a little bit, okay? In case you are indeed one of Santa's elves on the North Pole, okay? So last week, Balenciaga came out with a campaign that, again, anybody with a pulse could agree was distasteful and wrong and honestly borderline deranged, in which they described it as, it's like a spring campaign, right? You know, fashion speak, whatever, like, you know, who cares about these people? Actually, that is contrary to my point is the power they have, which I'm going to get to in a minute. But they describe it as like plush toys or whatever. And these people had it in their brains to have these kids, I don't know, maybe five, six years old, hold little stuffed animals and teddy bears, some on a bed, okay? Some surrounded by empty wine glasses, again, in what world, with these toys in BDSM bondage outfits and the campaign was called toy stories like again who in their right mind like in what world and then in another separate uh shoot is a purse for a similar you know spring campaign similar actually to my playboy spread uh, in an office setting on a desk with all these papers right but unlike my playboy spread which i would have known about because again 
everybody on a photo shoot like this knows every direction each speck of dust is going, okay? Somehow there is a page printed out from a Supreme Court case from 20, 2008, I believe, pertaining to child pornography, okay, um, prohibition. So people see this, they, you know, make TikToks galore, all this, call to cancel Balenciaga, and everybody basically is like, what, what in, in whose right mind, okay? So here's my issue. I take a look, as you know, as someone who was in it for years at the mainstream media, and I feel like they are treating this number one with kids gloves, no kid gloves, no pun intended, right? But they are missing the bigger point, okay? So if this is even being covered by mainstream, what is being covered is a very direct matter of fact, you know, again, what I was saying earlier, kind of like a who done it, like who let this happen? Because now Balenciaga is suing the production company, the photographers gotten involved in all of these like fashion bloggers and you know, these TikTokers and all this are like, okay, so was it the production? Was it Balenciaga? Again, as per my point before people, we all know this was on purpose and they're just trying to like, we know it's, it's common, it's common sense. It's common knowledge. Again, you don't have to be in the industry to know this. This is literally at face value, common sense. So these people are all in the business of who's suing who and, and whose fault is it? And I feel that that misses the bigger picture. Now as a sidebar, People could say, you know, Taylor, you can't say the mainstream is overlooking this because they're covering it. And again, they're covering it in a very matter of fact way. I was literally waiting for a splash mountain tsunami of think pieces galore with outrage. But again, none really to be seen. Right. That's number one. But also people are saying, oh, like I had a conversation with someone and they're like, oh, but it's all over TikTok and, you know, independent fashion journalists and all this. And, you know, that's great and all which is going to get to my bigger point later, but we're looking at the mainstream here, the bigger, the people with the biggest influence, the biggest platforms, the most power, right? Period. Where is the outrage? So that's number one, but also I feel that they are really, you know, missing another point. Now, someone else could argue too, a point that perhaps some are missing, some are not really, none are really calling on, right? where is, you know, celebrity commentary on this? Like celebrities are the first, we've talked about it before, are the first to hop on any cause you can think of. Like, honestly, really BLM, Ukraine, me too, which we're going to get to after, you know what I mean? Like maybe they are in the BDSM bears and they're particularly, you know, conveniently quiet about this. I don't know, but we've outlined this before guys. We can't depend on celebrities, nor should we to speak out on things because they're so concerned with covering their own ass, right? And speaking of ass, the only one who did speak out because she was so intertwined with Balenciaga was Kim Kardashian saying how foul this is, how we have to protect kids and all this, right? So again, the media is really making this like a whodunit, like knives out glass onion situation, which I feel is missing the bigger point because why is nobody looking at the fact, sure, that celebrities aren't speaking out. But again, it's kind of like at face value, like goes without saying, like, let's not expect much from these people. But what was Balenciaga 
even trying to say. Like, we know that even if they're going to try to pass the ball and pass it off and sue and this and that and get the set off, we know that everyone literally from the head man to the janitor had a say and had to vet and approve every single detail of this shoot. So like, knock it off at this point. It's almost irrelevant. It's like, who cares? Who cares? My thing is, what were they even trying to say? First of all, what were they even trying to say with this? Because clearly, because Balenciaga is known for being all, you know, what a meta moment, right? But being provocative and pushing boundaries. I'm like, who actually does that anymore? No, but they're known for that. So clearly they're trying to like say something with this. And obviously it went terribly South. Um, but also why is nobody really looking at the powers that be the forget the celebrities, right? Let's go a step higher. The power of fashion brands. It's not to be written off, right? Like Balenciaga in our society, in culture. And here is what drives me nuts about the mainstream coverage of this on the whole, okay, is how they not only overlook all this, and again, no think pieces to be seen, fine, no calling out celebrities, fine, making it like a straightforward who done it, who's to blame, when we all know they had a hand in this and this was on purpose, okay, whatever, fine. They can't help but make this all about conservatives and right-wing commentary. And to a to a point, it's like, you guys have to, you guys are obsessed. Like it's, it's getting weird. It's getting weird now. And that's the thing, like with this Balenciaga thing, I've seen, again, there are TikToks and tweets. It's all over the internet, but that goes to say, this is not even political. I mean, really you have, like, I've seen people from all walks of life, men, women, black, white, doesn't matter being like, this is absolutely disgusting. And somehow the mainstream media, I have three examples here have to somehow make it almost like, I don't want to say defending Balenciaga, but like not almost like deflecting. So in a way, inadvertently defending them to show how like conservative commentary to this is so wrong. Instead of just denouncing Balenciaga, which everybody in their right mind, like I just said, can agree it's in bad taste and not okay. Okay. So here's an example. So Buzzfeed does a piece on this and they're like conservative commentators, you know, make this all about anti LGBT and obsessing with Tucker Carlson and Candace Owens. In my mind, I'm kind of like, first of all, LGBT and kids in bondage, like what is one ha what does one have to do with the other, right? But then it's even in the sly things they'll do, how they'll be like conservative commentators are saying this and are saying, you know, anti, you know, whatever this. And then you click on the tweet and it's literally like Rebecca from, you know, your, your mailbox neighbor with 300 followers who, you know, is tweeting from the nail salon. Like, literally, I'm like, how do you know they're a conservative commentator? Like, they're just pulling stuff out of their ass. And then they have the nerve to be like, and this is all on the heels of the Colorado shooting, insinuating that, you know, this commentary is what fuels tragedies like that when in sidebar when are you gonna nowhere by the way does it acknowledge that the shooter of um that horrible um event identified as non-binary had all of these like prior issues and all these things and in, in the family home and all this right just 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 bad so 
that's what I mean about how it's like, seriously deranged. It's like, you're going to take this thing that everybody can agree is not okay. And make it solely about what Tucker Carlson has to say, like, who cares? You know what I mean? At that point. And it's like extrapolating it to be like, see, see how bad they are. And it's like, well, what are you doing? Even here's a line, the opening line in the Vogue article, which Vogue is arguably the big, I'm again, I'm no fashion connoisseur, despite this, like, very special green pear sweater, if you will, um, which I have to say is one of my faves. No, but Vogue is one of the leading um, voices in fashion, like a staple of the fashion world. And this is the opening line of their uh, thing, okay, of their piece. Accusations of child pornography, conspiracy theories, and calls for cancellations, insinuating that conservative commentary is like, you know, a little overboard or this or that right so in a way it seems like you are again like defending Balenciaga or complicit like unless you say it we can't assume that it's like oh yeah you know that it's bad everyone knows it's in bad taste how about the cut the cut does the same thing the cut is the a brand off New York magazine it says both campaigns uh quickly became conservative talking points and started conspiracy theories and it's like, again, back to my original thing, you guys are missing the point. And why are you so obsessed? I've made this metaphor before. It's like the obsessive high school girlfriend who gets dumped at prom and is obsessing with the guy and won't leave his, like has a shrine with his hairs in her locker. That's how they act. And it's like, you guys, are they do it with Trump. They're doing it with Trump now. It's like, how about you acknowledge the fact or don't actually is what I'm trying to say that he's an egotistical, big fat baby, cry baby narcissist. And don't give him your energy or time or day. Like you guys are obsessed and it's the same thing. And so all that, like seriously. And so all that goes to say, it's the same thing with this, um, with how they're covering this. It's really quite pathetic because it, it's so, it's so sad. It's like what they choose to focus on. Right. And what they choose to, um, give a pass or tweak and the little manipulative ways that they were things that, um, gets their point across in a, in a different way or makes people think a certain way. Now, what I could, after being in the mainstream media for years, I could sit down with you and braid your hair and make you hot cocoa and aforementioned cancel me baby mug will spike that shit. Okay. About all of the times that I have seen this happen firsthand. Okay. I could, I've seen it a million times and I've experienced it a million times enough to know what they will and won't run with, what they'll give a pass, what they'll extrapolate, right. For their convenience, for their narrative, perhaps the most, I don't know, obvious is all of the coverage I did or tried to do or what I experienced right around me too when all of that was happening and I was on the red carpet even e I wrote a post that was in um I wrote a story that was in Huffington Post about how at the time it was all this like black dress and yeah me too and we're gonna take down the man meanwhile e is on red carpets for huge award shows with issues within their own organization, pay disparities with men and women, accusations against Ryan Seacrest. And they're out here doing a song and dance in a hula hoop with nothing to be said about it. Again, conveniently, nowhere to be said, nothing to be seen, like nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. I had even pitched a story to every outlet that you could literally ever name 
after talking to R. Kelly survivors. And basically I'm talking to them about, you know, again, where is the celebrity outrage? All of these female celebrities are patting themselves on the back and wearing the Time's Up pins and wearing the black dresses. Are they so concerned with their work that they won't step forward and name names and name this? Guess what? The R. Kelly survivors themselves are saying it. No media outlet would pick it up. Why? Because it wouldn't fit their narrative because they don't want to rock the boat with celebrities. They want to stay in bed with celebrities, right? And to bring it all back to earlier, celebrities don't want to say things about the institutions, about the studios, about the brands like Balenciaga, because these assholes are still trying to make a paycheck and get paid. So at the end of the day, it's one big circle jerk with the media and celebrities and the powers that be. And like I said, these institutions of everybody not wanting to rock the boat and cherry picking what they do and don't feel like covering or supporting that day. That all goes to say, I just find it really pathetic how uh, little the mainstream is number one, um, you know, outraged over Balenciaga, but then the fact that they have the audacity to make it all about conservative commentary to show how bad they are. When again, everybody with eyeballs, even one working eyeball, one working eyeball. Okay. Even if you are a Johnny Depp and a potential pirate six that nobody asked for with a little pirate patch on your eye, you can even tell that these Balenciaga ads are completely wrong and unnecessary literally has creativity dried up in the Sahara desert unnecessary so this whole thing and seeing how that all unfolded with the mainstream to me was just really eye-opening it's like what are you guys doing it's really sad and here we have it again with our boy Dave Portnoy now we're gonna pivot a little bit but it's the same sort of idea right so you don't have to be a crypto douche I mean a crypto Bro, I mean, God, silly me, my my, uh, my Twitter fingers, my slippery slip of the tongue. You don't have to be a crypto, crypto expert to know a little bit and have a little bit of wherewithal of what happened with the FTX fallout, okay? But basically, as all this Balenciaga stuff is kind of unfolding, in the same timeline, this is all, again, within the last like week and a half or a week, right? Um, the whole FTX fallout happened. So basically, we're not going to get into the weeds, but Sam Bankman freed this like nerdy Jew boy. And yes, I'm a Jew, so I can say this hose. Um, okay. Uh, is this like, was this like billionaire uh, crypto exchange CEO of the company FTX? And basically the whole thing, it was, a, he's basically a con scam artist. Like think Firefest, but like, it had an orgy with um, job ja rule. And then that is Sam Bankman freed, right? Like complete scam artist, con artist, cost people millions, billions of dollars. Um, and the reason similarly to, you know, I, I feel a parallel to the Balenciaga and how the media is, is so skewed and, you know, deranged um, is again, treating it with kid gloves, right? Specifically because this guy had donated millions and millions and millions to the Democrats, right? So again, where is the outrage? If this were anyone else, it would literally be a blimp on our head. It literally would. Um, and that's that's a fact of the matter. And that's where the bias, again, comes in of what they will and won't run with. Um, so what happens? But instead, this is what this is literally going to blow your minds. So 
While all this is happening, New York Times decides to do a what he called hit piece on Dave Portnoy of Barstool, who I've had on my show. And in the piece, it talks about how all of the Me Too things that happened with Dave and allegations and, you know, other what he calls hit pieces, uh, which very much, in my opinion, are hit pieces in Business Insider about these half-baked Me Too allegations against him um, is having basically Dave's business partners wonder, you know, if they should move forward with him as he moves into the sports betting world and having that coincide with Barstool Sports, his platform, right? And I think the New York Times headline is something like, you know, casino invests in this degenerate gambler, Dave Portnoy. But the piece ties in, you know, all the Me Too stuff and all this, right? And, you know, I heard him talk about it and he has a point, right? And and also I'll say this, as somebody who has DM'd with Dave Portnoy, who's had him on my show, who's met him in person, I don't think that he's a misogynist. I think that he even said on my show, he's like, you could argue Barstool has propelled and put into the world some of the biggest female voices in media, uh, period, right? And so that's just, that's my view. That's my experience. And and trust me, I'd call it as I see it. If I were getting any sort of creepy Harvey Weinstein vibes, which by the way, even here in Nashville, there have been some definitely borderline that is a ball of wax for another day some borderline sketchy situations that i have no problem being like what the actual fuck i would say it right but in this case i didn't feel that now that doesn't go to say that dave portnoy you know as much as i as much as i like you my dude you know he's a bit of a narcissist right so i hear him talking to of all people tucker carlson about this but he makes a point he's like okay so sam bankman fried is here first of all a, a scam con artist having basically like orgy sex parties in the Bahamas where anything goes living with like 25 roommates in a harem and it's look the other way because he's donated all of this money to the Democrats. But he's basically like, if I'm seen holding hands with a girl, it's the biggest, you know, it's literally the biggest story that we've ever seen. Like, wh- where's the lie, you know? And I, I would agree with that. I, there is, it's, it's hypocritical. Could you imagine if someone like a Dave Portnoy pulled with Sam Bankman fried pulled it again, it would be all we ever hear about. And I'm sorry, I can't help but think they go after this guy and there's hit piece after hit piece because of his politics, which he even has admitted are, um, you know, not set in stone one way or the other, but because he's not drinking the woke PC Kool-Aid, they have to go after them this way. Give me a break. And if you're going, well, you know, it's it's not it doesn't add up and and Dave did all this stuff and and there you know there's no clearer example of them giving Sam Bateman free to pass than him headlining a New York Times conference as we speak Mark Zuckerberg speaking at it meanwhile everyone's like this guy if he has any wherewithal he'd be like hiding out in the Bahamas because do you know how many people literally want to kill him like Epstein him right out of here and not even have a trace of dust left like yeah so the fact that New York Times is like here you go guy here talk on talk at your podium and give us all the gospel of the good word is lunacy 
it literally is true insanity. Okay. And my last example of this that we're seeing, I mean, there's a million, right? Like, again, we could go on and on. Um, my last example of this that we're seeing right now or not seeing <laughs> case in point is the media's lack of outrage and coverage of the crisis in Iran. And again, as I pointed out, we should not look to celebrities to be our heroes, but I can't help but wonder after all of this so-called upheaval and exchange of power and dismantling me too behavior by celebrities and in Hollywood. I don't hear any of these fuckers giving one goddamn peep about the true humanitarian crisis going on in Iran. And if you don't know this, all they're protests in the street and they're calling desperately for our help. Okay. Because if you don't know, this all started when a young 20 something woman was brought into custody by what they called the literally the um, morality police, right? Because she wasn't wearing her headdress correctly. Like these women literally can't even show their faces and she died in their custody. So there have been all these protests um, and it's just wretched. It's just, it's literally unthink unspeakable. Like they will just go out and shoot protesters. Some of them children, if women aren't even wearing their headdresses, covering their faces the right way, they will rape them, humiliate them, torture them, kill them. This this is outright just happening. So again, where where is the outrage on both sides? I'll see every now and then a little bit of coverage on CNN. I'll see a piece maybe in like, I don't know, Washington Post or something of like, here's the latest in Iran. But again, you would think this would be all we've ever seen especially given what's going on with Ukraine and Russia, we have no problem seeing every other celebrity, this person, that person have an avatar of the Ukrainian flag. Where is this energy for Iran? Like, I'm really curious. And especially coming from a Hollywood media and entertainment point of view, you guys, I mean, you know this, and I've explored this and talked about this, but these are like, these people will have a shit fit. If in a movie past like 2016 objectifies a woman or shows the male gaze. Literally, they will have a shift. Think of like the extremes they go. And like they may, I'm in the, in the junket circuit. I'm interviewing these people. I'm seeing, I'm in the mix. I'm seeing it all happen, right? Like they make such a big stink of like the female gaze, no female gaze. Think about Bridgerton with Shondaland. Every five seconds, we're seeing a guy's ass because it's like, no, we can't see a boob or a tit. We got to show the man's asshole now as if anyone as if anyone asked, right? But it's like, it's to make a point. And yet we're seeing this absolute, you know, crisis and um, horrifying attack on women and their rights. This is real life. Like, this is not a, this is not a Bridgerton Netflix set. Like, this is real life. Um, so where's, where's the attention? And where's the outrage? It, it drives me nuts. It, it doesn't, it literally doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up to me. And this, by the way, with Iran, I feel it's across the board, right? Mainstream media, Hollywood, politicians. I don't hear, I barely hear anything from any, and, and it's like, why? What, what? So why are we so invested in Ukraine, but with Iran, it's like, sorry, it's just something to think about. Don't you find that odd and, and just utterly sad? It's disgusting. It's, it's terrible. And so why am I bringing this in this special solo 
Wednesday episode to you guys. Okay. Why does this matter? Why this isn't, I could easily see, and I've had these conversations. I could easily see someone being like, oh, you just, you rail against the mainstream and, and you bet you don't like, you know, the, the liberal mainstream and da, 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 da. That's not what this is about. What this is about is the fact that you can say all day long, oh, TikToker said this and, you know, independent journalists are saying this and that's great. But at the end of the day, and we all know this, the mainstream media is the mainstream for a reason, whether we, whether we like it or not, right? It has massive power and influence. It changes how we see things, how we think about things, how we interact how we interact with each other, how we see issues, how we view the world. And so that's why it's important to look at this and go, okay, what does the media continuously give a pass? What do they continuously sh shine a spotlight on that really is irre irrelevant and is just convenient and suits their narrative? What are they leaving out? What are they tweaking? Because it's important, because it impacts us and it affects us. And moreover, it actually has the power because of that to make change if they wanted, right? Think about it. If there's outrage, if there's help, if there's attention for what's going on in Iran, just like there was when the Harvey Weinstein thing broke, it's all we ever heard about. What now suddenly they have memory loss and it's like, oh, but that was, that was like, so 2018. I mean, really? So that's something to think about. And the fact that both sides do this, right? They will come up with an argument for, have, you can literally give them the fact, you could give them a thesaurus and they'll be like, yeah, but to prove their point, everyone, they'll both do it. They'll get so bent out of shape and they'll find some way to undercut, to um, discredit your argument and what you're saying. And with all of this, it's important for us to have an open mind, see things for what they actually really are and not their skewed perception. Because not only will it make, it sounds a little yay, rah, rah, and a little Mr. Rogers, but not only will it make your life more honest, honest and fuller, but it will make the world that way as well. So with all of that said, ho, 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 and cancel me, baby.